Well, hey, Gundam Maniacs, welcome to the Gundam Explained Show. I'm Adam Blue. Always happy to do this. Um, and with me, you got Steven, always helping me do this. How's it going, Steven? Going, going all right. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. No, of course. I mean, I think it's like you have to be. It's going to be weird whenever like you're, you're not on the show anymore. <laughs> but I think that's just part of life. It, it happens from time to time. Like, you know, for, for whatever reason, yeah. life gets in the way. But I don't know. We've been doing this for like a year now, right? Between your show and my show, or it's about to be a year or something. I think so. We're coming up on the uh, the anniversary of you know the the fusion dance that <laughs> that occurred. Yeah, Gundam Explained and Midnight Hatter. Yeah, no, it's cool. I'm I'm happy about it. But <clears throat> and if you haven't, check out um, links in the description right now. But yeah, check it out later after the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the live uh, we did yesterday with Steven, that was awesome because it got into a subject I'm really into and it's oh, yeah. about canon. And I think we really, I think we were able, at, at the end of the day, I think this is with any subject. There's no right or wrong, but right. there's a way to have fun about it. And that's, yeah. that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, and, and by creating the most like inflammatory title and thumbnail, <laughs> hopefully, you know, I... I'll get all the hate in the comments. That's <laughs> you, But I got to say, I appreciate that because there are times when I'll see an inflammatory headline. I'm like, oh, that would be interesting. Let's see what it's about. And it's just not interesting. But this <laughs> this was inflammatory, but it was getting into the weeds of the canon. But really, uh, you, you sometimes don't get that type of content. True. With those yeah, titles. And, and, yeah. and you're such a positive presence that, you know, it could have easily uh, de devolved into a toxic conversation, <laughs> yeah. but you kept it kept it civil. And, uh, you know, we used it as an opportunity to uh, hopefully uh, inject some joy into the Gundam fandom community, joy. whatever you want to call it. Sounds like a, f a good evening. But yeah, I, I tell <laughs> you, like, I like it. just being positive just makes the rest of the day positive and then makes more people enjoy the stuff. So, uh, but shout out. Goose, Shirtlad, and Electronomous, they started their chat like 30 minutes before it started, and it was, the goose is loose, the sleeved skirmisher <laughs> is flailing, the age of Ultronimus has begun, and I was like, wow, you guys all have catchphrases, like for the first thing they say in the chat. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I love it. But also, yeah, good to see you guys, Neo X, Travis Wadlow. Jamcal X, Webfox 100, Shy Guy OC. Yes, the intro music is awesome. That's from the um, uh, wow, Fist of the North Star game on the Xbox 360, yeah. the first one, and it's on PS3. But yeah, um, let's see. Brian Zanicelli, good to see you, and Robert, good to see you. Well, we have an interesting show today. Um, Goose had sent in a Patreon question before. And it was a good idea, but I was like, man, that's a lot to cover. And basically, he was saying, pick your five favorite mobile suits between Steven and I, and then we put them head to head. I think, in it, for so for today, we're going to talk about the Zeta suit, which I believe, Steven, would you say that's your favorite, or is it, it it's yeah. one of the favorites? Oh, yeah. I would say that's definitely number one. Oh, okay, cool. Number one. So, and for me, the double Zeta is in the top. There's just something about it, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but we're really going to talk about the suits themselves, not like the animation or the right, shows yeah. or whatever. But um, and not necessarily kits or anything like that. Yeah, but we'll show off some... Yeah, that's right. We're not going to be comparing like what's better kit-wise, but we'll show off some uh, of the kits we have. Some merch. Um, but also today is May 4th, so there's that whole May the 4th be with you. 
No, this isn't and a Star Wars spirit. What's that? <laughs> and also with your spirit. What do you That's mean? The, the, the Catholic thing, <laughs> like oh, you know, uh, oh. peace be with you, and also with you. Yeah, but <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those uh, blasphemous uh, heathens, but no. Um, it, so I mean, this is Gundam, right? But Star Wars is cool. Star Wars was, I think, maybe other than Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles, the first IP that I like really grasped, and it was like, wow, I'm really into the lore, the world building, and all that. And and Gundam has really elevated what I think can be achieved in an IP, a sci-fi IP. But I, you know, I still have a soft spot for Star Wars, and um, so do just I. last week they released that Jedi Survivor game. Now, yes. uh, I. I haven't beat Fallen Order. I've played through it or tried playing through it three separate occasions, and I just cannot get into it. And I, nothing, nothing. It, it's it's like it's not the the game that's bad. It's just it doesn't feel like a Star Wars game. It just feels like another cool open world uncharted action adventure game that I've done many times. So because there's not unique gameplay. That makes it feel like Star Wars, other any other game. Uh, it's like like you know, Dead Space and um, Callisto Protocol came out earlier this year. They were third person action games. They had force abilities too. You know the push pull thing. So you know, uh, you know, in the early days, Star Wars did a good idea, a good job of having its own gameplay. But I understand EA was in a weird position. Respawn is an excellent developer. They're like, hey, let's just get a AAA game out there. Throw a Star Wars skin on it. Yeah. So then Survivor comes out, and I am hearing that they've uh, improved on some of those things that people didn't like from the first one. Which, again, it's not that it's good. the first one was bad. It's just had it certain things that were underwhelming, level design right. and all that. So I've heard this one is better. Um, I might I might play it, but I picked up um, the Cal Kestis... Oh, action nice. figure because I, I might not like the game but I think the idea of the character and the story is cool also Hasbro makes excellent 3.5 inch or 3.7 inch action figures well, in now that brings up uh you know not to not to dive back into yesterday's conversation but yeah. is there a canon appearance for Cal Kestis now that in Jedi Survivor it seems like he's much more customizable you can do different hairstyles and beards and things like that you know it's interesting you brought that up so what I do is I consider then whatever they release as official merch is the canon appearance there that's you go. how that's how I'll I'll do it's it. like Shepard in Mass Effect oh <laughs> like, yeah that's right you can customize them however you want but then there's the but then there's the bald yeah. that's that's Shepard <laughs> or like it would be weird too because like for instance, another series I love, Dark Souls, with all the different armor types. When they come out with the figure, it's mainly whatever is on the cover. You right. know, the ar the main armor that's on the cover. Whereas there's all these other awesome armor pieces they could make into action figures. So, yeah. Um, but also, showing off uh, my favorite figure. This just came out recently. It's like the ultimate version of Luke um, from uh, The Mandalorian. Um, that Very part nice. at the Mandalorian at the end of season one or two or whatever. So, a any Star Wars shenanigans you've got yourself into recently? Not recently, but uh, you know, given that uh, Jedi Survivor came out, and you know, there's been the issue with PC versions not performing, oh. not being optimized for all machines. You know, it got me thinking about man. 
it's been so long since I've been like a PC gamer. You know, I, I've just been a console guy pretty much my whole life. But there was a period in high school when I played the crap out of RTSs. And mm. my favorite RTS was Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. And I think I'm going to download it and boot it up and just just relive some of those glory days because that was the best. Yeah, good call on that. Definitely PC gaming for me at its peak was the RTS games. StarCraft, yeah. Command & Conquer, Warcraft. Yeah, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. I didn't play Empire at War. That one I didn't play either. Which was made by the Command & Conquer developers. The thing was the the actual tactics were a little scaled back compared to a Command & Conquer. Uh, or or uh, the Galactic Battlegrounds, where it's more about as you're building up your base and getting you're building up these armies. and Yeah, the, the Empire at War was a little bit different. It had kind of the more strategic, like of the, the different fronts you had to go to and all that so yeah it's more like a grand strategy yeah. yeah yeah well and that's you know so really that that begs the question is there a game that truly captures the star wars experience because we've talked about this with gundam right it's like you know mm. we don't feel there, there's a lot of great gundam games out there but you know you and i have been kind of creating this little fan game where it's like yeah. we're trying to capture what we think is the essential gundam experience right. it seems like even throughout all of like lucas arts history there's really never been a video game that truly is star wars gameplay it's all it's all just other games that are skinned as star wars as much as i love knights of the old republic it really is just a tabletop game yeah. in digital form like yeah if i would say um because i think that is a very good question i would almost say dark forces oh, almost dark just forces. because at that time, there weren't that many first-person shooters, and the ones that were made were more like of these like enthusiast indie devs, like id, even though they were big, they were just badass game devs wanting to make a badass game. But so when you get LucasArts uh with their money wanting to make a first-person shooter, you get something like Dark Forces, and that felt I mean, you're hearing the Star Wars music like even though they had, like, X-Wing and TIE Fighter and all that, like, Dark Forces was a culmination of taking the best of the technology and making you feel like you're a Star Wars. I even think Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2, did a good job, too, because it was the first mouse and keyboard game, maybe in general, but at least for me, that had mouse look. So, yeah. to, for the first time, looking around in the world in 3D, like, in its Star Wars, and there are areas in that game that games don't do too much, where it's, like, long, vast expanses where you're just going to from point a to point b but you're seeing this world around you and you're like wow it's uh and so you really felt you're in it and then when they came up with the jedi academy games that was about the time where the industry kind of had this triple a like this is what a triple a game will look like and so yeah jedi knight or yeah jedi academy then just kind of became more samesy at that point the one thing that helped though uh, there was a command that you could type in, and I forget it off the top of my head, but it was to where there was dismemberment. So when nice. I played that game, I always turned on dismemberment. So if my lightsaber went through a stormtrooper, it would dismember them because um, I felt like that is the Star Wars experience. And yeah, yeah, that's that's what's missing from uh, from these new uh, from Jedi survivors. Like you know, it doesn't feel like a lightsaber. Right. You know, you've yeah. got all these uh, these specialized stormtroopers that are somehow 
you know, they can just tank hits from a lightsaber. <laughs> they can fend off Jedi like so easily. It's yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh, in. And so I would say then like during the 2000s and even the 2010s, there was the Battlefront games, which I think helped with that because there was the scope of space land that that wasn't a thing. And that was pretty awesome, even though the later Battlefront games didn't do it. Battlefront well, 2 Battlefront games, like I think pioneered the third person shooter because yep. at that That's time true. everybody was doing first person shooters. And then all of a sudden you have this ability to run around as a stormtrooper, and it's like, Oh, I get to see myself shooting bad guys. This is awesome. Yeah. Th th yeah. That really pushed the third person thing. Cause even like on that scale, cause even Fortnite, it, you know, took that the, the newest battlefront two, while it was third person, it did give you an option for first. And I, I played so much where I started playing in first person. Yeah, first person. I think I had it where the POV slider was all the way open. So it like really felt like I was there. I remember, and I have the video clip saved. I was in a Clone War battle on Camino. I was just a clone trooper, and Grievous was chasing me. And in first person, like I, I rolled under his lightsaber swing, and I was like, oh my God, this is so Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the last game to do it, um, even though it came out of the gate. Um, like with the loot box controversy and people right. are like mad about that, but yeah, I, all they need to do is make a badass third person action game where you're Luke Skywalker and it's voiced by Mark Hamill. Make it where it there takes place during a new hope empire return and after <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, I mean that, that revenge of the Sith game was a lot of fun playing as Anakin. Yes. Right. And it had the multiplayer mode in it also. Yeah. Where, yeah, that was a good one, actually. And wasn't that also where it, it almost did the old school Resident Evil thing where each space, the camera just followed as you would move? I and think it did. Yeah. Yeah, fixed cameras. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, man, the prequel era just had the best video games. I mean, the Obi-Wan game. Um, yeah. Th those were... I remember on Xbox, right? That Obi-Wan game that was yep. like Xbox only. Yeah, and see, that was interesting because... Those prequel games were trying to do things different, yeah. And so that yeah, that is interesting. Um, but um, yeah, and Ultronimus saying the OG Battlefront Two was just the best overall for Star Wars, and I think it was. Yeah. Even though I love the newest Battlefront Two, that old one still had all the little things, and they were even coming out with PSP versions of the Battlefront games that were fully featured and had space yeah. combat, ground combat. It's I think there was a couple on the PSP actually, um, but yeah, yep, yeah, those were those were some good times. Um, oh, Tron of Star Wars, Starfighter, and Bounty Hunter. Yeah, I remember playing Bounty Hunter and GameCube. That was that was pretty neat. Yeah, there was a time where good Star Wars games were coming out all the time, and now, not and again, Fallen Order. And, you know, the Jedi. It's it's a good game, but is it? a really good Star Wars game. Or is it just God of War with a yeah. with Star Wars skin? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, yep. Um, okay, well, cool. Um, yeah, that's May 4th. So, yeah, May the 4th be with you. Um, okay, moving on. This next topic is going to be about the Zeta versus the double Zeta Gundam. Now, Goose had brought up an idea where we pick, yeah, our five favorite suits. My five favorite, your five favorite, and we would pit them against each other. And yeah, I think... Pokemon style. Yeah, just. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just throw the the Haro ball. 
Oh works. man, it works. Look no. at that. I'm I'm about to reskin Pokemon <laughs> with Gundam. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> oh yeah, you have um Amaro holding a Haro with a hat on, and 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 then like you see like their little like chibi uh, Gundams <laughs> are like the. Pokemon. He just like turns his helmet around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, no, but so, um, okay. Th- th- this has to do with the mobile suit because, like, I love Zeta Gundam. I like Double Zeta Gundam, but I've always just been fascinated with the look of the Double Zeta Gundam. Like, I love it. I feel like, like, as much as I like the Zeta, I like it because it it really goes futuristic in the design of Gundam. Because even just yeah. thinking in context of the show, we have the original show, and then when Zeta was green light, it was a green light. It was like, yeah, do whatever you need to do, Tomino, and they came up with the Zeta. And yeah. I mean, it's like there must have been, and I don't know if this is correct or not. Like in Japan, a, a sh- huge shift in art and mech design from Zeta, I would think. Well, I think that um, so. This, this story might be anachronistic, but the the rumor is that uh, Tomino, you know, once Zeta Gundam was greenlit, uh, saw the popularity of things like Transformers and um, and Macross, and was like, oh, you know, I want a transforming Gundam. Like, you know, we we never did that in the original series. This series is going to focus on a transforming Gundam. Mm. Um, now, like I said, I don't know the the veracity of those claims but it seems very likely given you know the early 80s that trend towards transforming robots that he would have been like oh well you know giant robots are are passe we're gonna <laughs> shift our focus onto transforming ones like and that's interesting to think because um wh- when did transformers and i know it was different in japan but when was the, and it wasn't that they had a cartoon right in japan Oh, they did, I believe. Oh, okay. And did it start, though, with just random toys that transformed, and then later they added the cartoon and the lore? Right, yeah. It was, um, you know, they had the toys were existed, and they just weren't selling. And so then they, you know, built out this this lore and this story that kind of, oh, it's not just a car that transforms into a robot. This is Sideswipe, you know, the the Autobot. like. um, But, yeah, it looks like... um, the, the first Transformers uh, series came out in 84, so a year before um, Zeta mm. Gundam. It's cool because, you know, when I got into Zeta after Gundam, it, it, there wasn't a sort of, like, whiplash of, oh, transforming. Like, it, it seemed like it was put in there perfect because the Zeta was just an awesome new machine in the first place, and then it kind of it did its transforming thing, and... And I like that better than Transformers for a lot of reasons because not only is a Zeta a cool designed robot, but it transforms into a cool designed spaceship. Whereas in Transformers, yeah. you just get like a truck, you know. Right. And the intention wasn't for like some wartime weaponry. It was really for toys, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it's interesting because I never got into Transformers, even though I had a few when I was a kid and thought it was cool. I just never it was never a big thing for me. Um, um, so I wanted to read off what some people thought about, you know, comparing the, um, wait, this one is, yeah, what are your opinions on the double Zeta gun and mobile suit? Only because I tend to just hear people talk about Zeta. So we've got 
James Fisher saying, absolutely love the double Zeta Gundam. The docking is totally superfluous, but makes for amazing mecha scenes. Um, Midnight Hatter. This guy loves Victory Gundam, by the way. Anything late you see. <laughs> bring, bring it on. No, to quote uh, Judo, the double Zeta is a powerhouse. I thought it was cool the way Lino and others could pilot the different blocks and have almost a Megazord feel when transforming into the double Zeta Gundam. It's no Zeta Gundam, but it's the next logical evolution of the line, more so than the Rigazi, which felt like a mass-produced version of the Zeta. Yeah, um, and th that's the thing when it comes to the design, too, because the double Zeta kind of went back to the traditional Gundam face. True. And I, and I thought that was pretty neat, even though I liked what they did with the Zeta. Um, BACD, it's pretty nice mobile suit. Androyus, double okay. Zeta Gundam, nah. Foz? F yeah, so or fast. Um, Lewis Dalion, the double Zeta Gundam. I mean, it's a cool mobile suit, but it sucks that the Zeta Gundam becomes the second character in Double Zeta Gundam. I mean, it's cool he could transform. It has a full armor mode, gigantic cannons, missiles. is cool. I like it. And hi, well hi. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, that is a good point. But I like how Double Zeta makes it where then by then there's like just a team of Gundams. And yeah, Double Zeta is where they first founded the idea of the Gundam team, like, which then doesn't happen again really until I mean maybe O Eight MS team. It's yeah. literally in the title, but <laughs> but not to the degree where it's like these group of it's almost like Power Rangers or it's like the group of teenagers that are, you know, uh, trying to save the day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Jimmy, I'm more of a fan of the Faz, so we got another one. Um, Zionic friendware. I do love the double Zeta because it breaks away from that mold being more of a heavy type MS. Okay, you guys prepare for this. For context, I'm not a fan of the Arc 78 2 clones, Mark II, Ale Strike, Age 1, Normal G Self, etc., especially in video games where the devs have cook up differences to justify a roster full of such units, usually at the expense of other actually more unique MS. To put it in a different way, the fight it had with the Psycho Gun of Mark II felt more like a fight between the two MS of the same category, despite the size difference. Given the heavy power of both units, especially with the Double Zeta's oversized beam savers. In turn, there were also occasions where the Double Zeta's firepower was not the answer, and Judo switched to the more mobile Z Gundam. In other words, there are times where, despite its high capabilities, it wasn't the most suitable machine for the job. My one complaint would be that I think... The base double Zeta shouldn't have remained OP until the end of the series, rather meeting its match, if not surpassed, by machines like the Dovin Wolf, which in turn would have just uh, would have better justified the full armor upgrade. Speaking yeah. of the FA double Zeta, I was disappointed to learn that it was not depicted as the Master Grade 100, since that version further added a huge shoulder-mounted beam cannon, which alongside the waist cannon, which it had in the series but didn't use, Gave it a total of three single-use high-mega cannons, or essentially the same kind of firepower as the Wing Gundam. Also, this helps address a minor complaint of mine, that the left arm was left rather underused, but with the huge beam cannon keeping the right arm busy, the double beam rifle uh, can now put the left arm to good use. That's interesting, because I was just looking at my... Uh, so this is the... Uh, Kato yeah, version Kotoki... Uh, robot spirits and I think this is not a metal robot spirits but it has it's like a special version of robot spirits but anyway yeah I was looking at that you know left arm with the shield and I was like oh where's the shield on the right arm but yeah he's got that huge gun um Interesting. you know so I wonder if that has to do with weight distribution power output because they're 
good with that in Gundam. I was watching an episode of Unicorn last night where Riddy steals Benajer's beam magnum. And I didn't realize this the first time around. But after he shoots it, you see, like, sparks flying from the joints. And I'm like, oh, wow, that that That's was a nice sweet. little catch. Yeah, because even uh, Benajer's Mark II variant has a arm made to support the gun. Um, yeah. And then even in narrative, didn't he even have, like, the like silver swappable bolt. arms. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, it yeah. was like they would he would fire the beam magnum, burn out one arm, and then like swap on another one. Okay. So Which I guess is so. like man, at that point, just just build another unit. Yeah, I know. Get another mobile suit. Yeah. Um and then Daisuke Niwa, who leaves a lot of very interesting comments, uh says, Don't care for it at all. So that um provided you know what concise to the point. I appreciate it. Good comment. <laughs> top rated um cool so um i wanted to pull up then the zeta here real quick um so, so while you're what, pulling that up question yeah um so did that verka um robot spirits actually come with the with like clip on wing binders for the right arm because here you know the high grade has oh. got you know binder. what, then? I, that's a good question. Either... Like, maybe they're removable or something, but, yeah, the uh, the high grade is to hmm. totally capable of wielding the double-beam rifle. Yeah, see, and that's what I thought, too. That's interesting. Yeah, I have my high grade in, in storage, but what's interesting is the gun for the right arm plugs into the shield component. So I'm going to have to pull that out oh, and see if I have it in my accessories and see. Um, hmm. That is interesting. Um, but it's like, I, I like the, uh, high grade version. Yeah. I, I just wish for as much large plastic hollow pieces there were. I thought they could have made it transform and have its block forms. I don't, that seems like it would be easier to do than the Zeta just because they are separating pieces. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was actually surprised at the level of parts forming that has to go into the double Zeta, you know, transforming into its various blocks for the high grade form. Um, it doesn't seem like you would have to have this like removable chest plate or these types of things. Um, now, the flip side of that, like you said, the way that the Zeta um, compresses in on itself, the and if you look at, you know, just the animation, it's there, there's no place for those arms to go like. Yeah, there's no cavity. There's nothing. So, so every iteration of a transforming model kit is like it. It, it, can't, it just can't be anime accurate. Yeah, I have this. Um, what is this? Uh, fixed figuration version already falling apart. That is really <laughs> nice. It has some very awesome real type markings, but I was moving it back from Wave Rider mode into its normal f form and. It just started falling apart on me, like breaking, falling <laughs> apart. And and it's funny because you can even see that it uses hands specifically for transforming mode where they don't make any sense, but it's made to like fit into a random cavity. Um, it, I'm glad that we both have a um, a, a dilapidated Zeta. <laughs> this is the, the, the HCM Pro Zeta oh. that I recently transformed out of Wave Rider mode. Um, in, and did you say it, from transforming it is what then is transforming it what makes it fall apart pretty much yeah okay so now, that's the I, hcm pro you said it is. is it worth it still 
I would say so. Um, cool. It's definitely got better transformation gimmicks than the high grade because it actually okay. has little clips like on the wings that hook into the shield when it's in wave rider mode so that it doesn't. So it's wave rider mode is extremely sturdy. Um, it's uh, robot mode. Not so great. Ah, uh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, so I would even say like the fixed figuration version. I bought it in a three pack that came with a Mark two in Hyakushiki, but they all had real type markings and, I loved it. I know you're a sucker for real type marketing. Yeah, yeah, but that Zeta, it, it just it made me mad because it's like ah, I spent a hundred for this three pack, which was eh, like a, it's a lot a of money, pack. but it's three, <laughs> you know, it's three figures. Um, and the Hyakushiki is awesome, but that uh, Zeta just falls apart. Um, but you know, the other thing too, we're looking at this animation version, the drawn version, which looks great. I always feel like anytime I look at an iteration of the Zeta, there's something different about it. Yeah. And and it wasn't really into, until just the other day when I was getting some Gumpla out of storage. I had my uh, Robot Spirits Zeta. And just looking at it, I'm like, wow, this is the best interpretation. And it's just an action figure, so it doesn't transform. But I feel like this is the best interpretation of it. You know, one thing I found was interesting, too, was with the feet. Um even though they would stay on the ground, the tip where the red is would stick up just a little bit, giving oh. it a little bit more character. Um, I know that's like a little thing, but it, it. I guess you were talking about the other day, the Ver anime, I tend to like it because it really does grab the character out of a mechanical design when it's put on a cell, you know? I think um, so too. Uh, as opposed to, and this is no knock on the mechanical designer, but just these versions just look different. And I don't know if yeah. a lot of times maybe the the Gumpla is based off of these static shots. It you're, could be. You're you're building the Master Grade 2.0 right now while yes. you're waiting for the Verka. Exactly. So yeah, I've yeah. got just the the torso and the head of the uh, of the Master Grade 2.0, which again, you know, it, I, I I love the look of it, but yeah. It doesn't look like what you see in the show. It's it's skinnier. It has more of yeah. like that. Um, I call it the Evangelion influence, where it's like, it, it, I don't know what it is about like the mid '90s and on. Everybody liked their their robots to be like slender. skinny and slender. Um, I mean, yeah, you can see that in the aerial. I mean, that was yeah. a big thing with IBO too, wasn't it? Um, yeah, narrow yeah, waists and yeah. I that's a good point because I'm actually not a fan of that. E I don't hate it. But like I like what we're seeing here on screen, the the oh, abdomen good. seems a little shorter, and the the white part on the side that when you're transforming any of the transforming versions, there's little white pieces on the the abdomen. You got to like, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it makes it's like pain. this is brilliant, but I prefer this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going on in this case. Um, okay, so a couple things real quick. The Let's see, the height is 19.85 meters. Now, that's the, the Zeta. The double Zeta is 22. So, I mean, it seemed pretty obvious that it was bigger. Now, is and, that overall height or head height? Head height. Head uh, height. Well, let me look. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that is different. Head height is actually 19 for the double Zeta. <laughs> 19 I, mean, I still think it's Zeta. taller. Oh huh? yeah. Oh, so they so they're the same head height, but yeah, yeah. I, I figured that those um that the double beam sabers add like a couple of extra meters on top of the 
Yeah, because they're gigantic. Those. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I. Oh, something else I meant to show off today. Totally forgot. I got this GPO4 Robot Spirits. Very nice. Really awesome. I added all the thrusters on the back. I love doing that. <laughs> but it has the tiniest beam savers. They're actually up at the top here. It's it plugs into this like thruster fuel th thing, but they're so small. And I'm like, wow. Just thinking like the difference in sizes of the beam sabers. Does that mean like the the beam output power on a double zeta is like super crazy? I know it has that move, you know. Uh, yeah. And in GBO two, you can charge up the beam saber and do that, and it goes across uh, the screen. So, so awesome. Um, but yeah, let, okay, so that's a good, there's power output. Now, I don't really have anything in real life I can relate this to. Uh, 20, yeah. 20 kilowatts, I don't know. Um, but if we look, that's the Zeta, the double Zeta. 7340 kilowatts. Ooh. I guess that would make sense because the double yeah, Zeta. Almost three times as much uh, yeah. power output. And when I was looking at this, it, it, the development didn't go straight from the Zeta to the double Zeta. There was actually a prototype double zeta made first and then that went into i mean if you look at it the uh zeta is msz006 double zeta zero, uh, 010 so yeah uh, you would assume then there's multiple iterations before they got uh there so um okay the other thing of known pilots they're they're almost the same i think the only difference would be there's probably people from zeta that died, that never got to pilot a double Zeta. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that's also a neat thing. If you look at it, known pilots, you're seeing um, uh, like Beecha, Lino. Yeah, like a lot of the people from double Zeta. Um, yeah. The other thing too, okay, so that power output um, was high, um, but that's because, doesn't it have like, yeah, the high mega cannon... So the Hyper Beam Saber Beam Cannon. So it, those, it has the ability to turn the beam cannon, like the beam sabers, it oh. can turn them down over the shoulders and fire them as beam cannons, which is... That's right. You know. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> how many more weapons does this thing need? Yeah, I know. It's funny. It reminds me of like, I think it's the Q-Blade, isn't it? Where it's like the the hand can shoot the lasers or be a beam saber. I think, yeah, the yeah. Bjarlent does that too. That's pretty interesting. It's almost like you'd have some sort of regulator for the emitter where it's like, okay, is this a rapid fire beam shot or is this a static beam? That's pretty neat. That's a, yeah. kind of a, a neat it's idea. A very cool concept. Um, yeah. The 21 tube missile launcher on the double Zeta. Um, and the biosensor is saying it's a variant of the Saikamu system. Its full right. capabilities are unknown. Um, did the Zeta have anything similar? So um, it did have the biosensor. Yeah, quasi psychomic device, yeah. So it, it's pretty neat that they, they never really, it seemed like, went all out with explaining exactly what it meant, but just kind of a general, hey, there's a, a, sensor, a, a sensor inside this MS that can read your brainwaves. Yeah. Essentially what it is. And maybe uh, generate some pink clouds around your mobile suit oh. that make you impervious to harm. I don't know. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, let's see. Looking at any... It, this is one where, yeah, it has the, the high mega cannon on its head, which is another, yeah. like, crazy 
feature. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, it's it's good that someone finally made some use out of the head because it seems like the head, you know, every, everyone talks about like, oh, the Xeong, the legs are overrated. You don't need legs. Well, it's like, <laughs> do you really need a head? Because I know. The, and the it's funny making the, the eyes a sensor. It's yeah. like two on the nose. <laughs> It's like, right. <laughs> how about not have this extra thing that could be shut off? But no, it's no, yeah. it's cool. I, I, I was watching. Yeah, was it Unicorn? I was watching where uh, Banaj is sitting there, and Unicorn and Riddy is next to him, and he's like, "Riddy," and then you see the Unicorn head like move, like, nah. it's like, was he really moving the head to say, "Oh, Riddy"? because <laughs> yeah, he has to manually turn. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like an automatic. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was. Uh, pretty funny so anyway just kind of surface level talking about both the zeta and double zeta like it i mean it seems like the double zeta is just more powerful and it, it would be like unfair to rate him because there's a purpose for that this was a time where anaheim electronics was super accelerating the weapons that they would <laughs> manufacture and so it's you would assume it would be better but design wise I, I like the double Zeta better design-wise. Would you say for you it's Zeta? Oh, yeah. It's got to be Zeta. Um, and, and honestly, you know, what really sold it for me is even after I watched the Zeta animation, it was when I played um, Gundam versus Zeta Gundam on PS2. Yeah. Is the, you know, because when, when I first started playing that game, I was like, Gundam Mark II, Gundam Mark II. I'm going to use the Gundam oh, Mark II for okay. everything. And then the first time I used the Zeta Gundam as Camille, like in the... Uh, you know, in the story mode, I was like, this thing is fast. And oh. it's like, it moves fast. Like everything about it is just quick and it feels snappy and responsive. And, um, it, and I, I don't know. It's like, I imagine that's how Camille felt. But that's pretty cool that the game was able to have that come across to you. Yeah. You know, to really make you appreciate like you're feeling it. It's just a game. It's just semi simulating the experience, but it was enough to really make you f feel a difference. That's yeah. That's pretty neat. Um I you know, I haven't played that, but was that the first like in the versus pretty much, the versus style games? So, so there was like Federation versus Zeon, which oh. you know, that's like the original one. Um and that that's a fantastic game as well, but uh but yeah, once you get into, I think actually Federation versus Zeon has more one-year war suits than Gundam versus Zeta Gundam. No, oh. but Gundam versus Zeta Gundam also does feature the double Zeta as a secret unlockable character. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. So because basically, um, you know, you complete the story mode and it's just Zeta Gundam. But then there's like a secret unlock path that you can go to get uh, Puru's Cubalay. Uh, uh, the double Zeta, and you can unlock a story mode that's Shars Counterattack. So, like, there's a oh. mission at the end where you play the Shars Counterattack final battle between Shar and Amuro. Would you say the game still stands up today? Playing it? Oh, hundred percent. Oh, hey, and and Shirt Lad in the chat, I think he'll, oh. he'll agree with me on that. Is, uh, yeah, that's right. He knows. Oh, but okay. uh, but yeah, and, and even in that game, you know, it, Fenrir brought up the the point where it's like yeah, these are mobile suits that are designed for different purposes. Like, the Double Zeta is a powerhouse. It is designed to be just, you know, balls to the wall. It w doesn't matter what power consumption it, it takes up. It's going to overpower you with, you know, the best beam cannons, the best high mega cannon. The Zeta is something different. It's 
designed for you know these hit and run attacks and like these quick yeah. snappy um transformations and such so yeah, yeah and 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 also it had an additional hyper beam mega i forget the name it's a hyper beam ultra mega rifle or you know one of those <laughs> yeah the uh <laughs> the, the hyper mega launcher yeah, that's right so it's almost like it could then get that power if near or near not close to it but it has yeah. so the difference between that and the double zeta is the zeta did have an option to have the giant uh beam rifle although the double zeta yeah has that uh full armor um variant is it called full armor or enhanced or is there both there's both yeah, yeah. okay um, but did the so zeta yeah, the, ever get that there's there's an msv version of a full armor zeta but Un well, actually, no. You know what's funny about that is both of the full armor double Zeta and the full armor Zeta remove the ability to transform. Oh, okay. Huh. I, I wonder if that was as they were designing it. Oh, we can't have it transform. Or they're thinking, <laughs> oh, in-universe with the lore, all that extra armor. Yeah, no transforming. <laughs> I don't know. I don't but think I love work. it. I love the details. Yeah, well, and, and so the full armor double Zeta adds an extra high mega launcher in the waist. So it's like you've got the waist launcher and the head. And let me ask you, um, it, were, was that an additional mobile suit that was made, or was that just a custom on the on the double Zeta? I think they just added those armor plates on to the double Zeta so that he could go fight Haman. Yeah, okay. And then, um, because then eventually it gets to uh, where he just continues to use that suit. Uh, judo down yeah. the line even modifying it adding things to it yeah i mean in the final battle against taman spoiler alert um she cuts the double zeta in half and oh, it yeah. loses its legs so yeah. they replace the legs with gm3 legs which that's uh, interesting and so um yeah there's actually a deep space exploration variant of the double zeta which has its power output, I think, dropped by at least 30% because, you know, it can't transform anymore, mm. but it has these huge propellant tanks, and that was what they used to um, to go to Jupiter. Ah, okay, I'm going to have to read into that, and that is late you see and you know about it. So, <laughs> I got it. I'm saying, secretly. you got to know it to hate it. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a good one. Okay. You no, um, it's, it's a, it was actually one of the shorts from uh, Gundam Evolve. Oh, sweet. I have that. I haven't even watched it all. So I'm going to have yeah. to watch that. Holy crap. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, no, that's cool. So, and then, yeah, I, I, I like this conversation because, again, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to really say what's better. I like that there's personal preference, but also we learn from people's preferences what makes these things unique. So I yeah. really like, um, I, yeah, I, I just really like, in general, how they've been designing these mainline Gundams. That you know that come out, and I think the Zeta and Double Zeta are really top of the line in terms of like Gundam during that time, and just designs. I think in the '80s when it comes to mecha design, even though like you could say, oh, but it has that red, white, and blue, yellow primary color look, but it, it's not bad. I I kind of no. don't mind it. It reminds me of like the Blue Angels, you know, those F-18s, yes. and then the Red Baron, World War One. Yeah, this is red. Uh, um, I I don't know the names of those types of aircraft, but the World War One, the, the, the biplane. Yeah, biplane. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not unreasonable that there would be primary colors used. 
on fire. No, no. In yeah. fact, you know, uh, we talked about this yesterday where it's like the idea of propaganda and the use of having oh. something that's easily identifiable identifiable on the battlefield you, know, yeah. you wouldn't want to cover the gundam in camouflage because you want zeon to be terrified of this thing so it, it, you know the, it stands to reason and, and you know they they keep that theme it's like the, when they manufactured the gms they wanted them to look like gundams yeah so that yeah. it's cool <laughs> I, I gotta say i like it I, I do like it um yeah and it also sells more toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, if that means more Gundam, that's okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Zeta and Double Zeta, I think two prolific MSs, part of... You see even the greater Gundam in general, usually if there's something Gundam that's produced. Although, thinking about Gundam Evolution, there is no Zeta or Double Zeta in it. No. They no, have no representation. They have a Methus. And Ashmar, and Ashmar, good call. But yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, but anyway, awesome suits. I, I, yeah, looking at this double Zeta picture is just reminding me, you know, how chunky he looks. Yeah. Um, okay, give me just a second here. You know what? I meant to do something for you, Stephen. I know it's late in the show. But, yeah, I was going to share the screen to you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> love the Chunkster. Yeah, he even has both uh, shields on both sides, yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, so I guess that it folds back like that. Yeah, you know what? I guess the cost signature version I have, it's, it must be one or the other. I'm going to have to look at the accessories later. Yeah, and the folding back, that's neat. I like that look, too, like in the intro, because, like, the wings can be at certain angles, just like how we're talking about with the Zeta, where I feel like, its default pose should be with the binders kind of like enabled oh, yeah. or whatever yeah. with the thing. Fanned out. Yeah, I think, yeah, cool look. But yeah, I mean, you know, you compare that to the proportions on the model kits and it's not even close to that level of, yeah. of chunk. Yeah, exactly. There's something way too streamlined about the... Uh... Oh, you know what? I also do have the Ver Anime Double Zeta, and I have that boxed up as well. Yeah, so. As you one know, does. Speaking of Zeta, our good friend, Voodoo GTR, sent this to me. This is a Ooh. Gundam Base exclusive, exclusive, and I'm going to come up with a, a giveaway for this for someone. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, That's the Gundam Base one. Limited Zeta Gundam 3. Yeah. Um, and it even comes with a, a Gundam... Base base. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about those like sort of Gundam base limiteds. I, I think I have the um, the GFT um, RX seventy eight that has the same thing. It's got like the Gundam oh. Front Tokyo base. That's cool. Yeah, I don't have anything with that. But um, so I'm gonna come up with something soon to like, and I'll announce it for the giveaway. But I got a question for you and for everyone else because I think this would be neat. Do would people care to win? a Gumpla that's been built and painted? Like, is that a thing? Do people care about that? I mean, I've seen people, you know, on eBay sell, um, you know, completed kits or, like, there's yeah. commissioned kits and things like that. Yeah, I see um, that too. But, like, I wonder if it's the giveaway is for this unbuilt kit or the giveaway is for a custom, like, where I will build it, but I will do all the stuff to it, you know, like details, coats, 
I, I guess know. yeah. I don't, I don't know. It depends on depends on the uh, the winner, right? Because some people would rather build it and customize themselves. Other people would rather have something nice to to put on the shelf. Um, oh, I am seeing, yeah, people saying they would enjoy something pre built. Thanks, Shy Guy. So there you go. Well, yeah. Then um, I'll I'll definitely because as I'm getting more and more into the uh, diorama building, I will consider um, giving away some dioramas, especially oh. if we start doing some uh, some charity streams and charity giveaways. Because yes, great idea. I I would love to do something like that. Yeah, you know, because I feel like that sometimes. I have a lot of cool gumpla here, and it's like sometimes I don't have room, but I would love. You know, I put a lot of care into it. I would love to, like, give it to someone that would love it, you know? So I just don't know how – I know people commission things, but usually it's because it's something specific they want, you know? But, right. But anyway, cool. Um, Okay, I'm going to move on here real quick. Um, Oh, yeah, there was some P. Bandai that went up again. Um. The and it was funny James they had Spartan up again. <laughs> the, well, the, I think they still have it, it up for that. for pre order from the last time. It the pre orders close October third. I've been noticing that some some things that are still up they're not closing the pre orders until months later, which yeah. is pretty neat. Now that uh, Neo Zeong, it went up again, sold out immediately. Yeah. So at least they are working to make it available and they let people know ahead of time right um and, and that's the thing so i wanted to pre-order all these um land battle zakus yeah the yeah and um uh so you got all of them they, they have three of them up right now okay and the pre-orders close october 3rd so it's like is it really going to last that long if so i'll i'll wait so i don't spend all my money but I don't want to right, like or, or at least wait till you can get all five. Yeah, that's another <laughs> thing too. Yeah. Um, um, no, I, I went ahead and pre-ordered the uh, Selma, the Selma version. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I want to grab them all. But this did, did the Selma have anything uh, exclusive to it? Um, it is the one with a bazooka and the um, dagger. So yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Egba version, um, but. The and and I would have gotten the walled, but um, the walled doesn't come with the doesn't come with the combat knife. It only comes with uh, detox. Yeah, the combat knife is sweet. <laughs> the combat knife is is everything. Yeah, I think there's even that scene where it's like put up to the other guy's neck. Which, Which again, yeah. like, why would you be afraid of having a knife up to the mobile suit neck? Like, there's <laughs> no, no there's you just no won't be able to see the... <laughs> when you cut it. That's all. Uh, but no, really, and then on the subject of Cuckoo's Doan's Island, crazy Friday, uh, one of our supporters, Mike, dropped into the Discord, hey, Cuckoo's Doan's Island, English dub is on Crunchyroll, and I was so shocked, so surprised. Just yeah. It came out of nowhere. I watched it, enjoyed it. You know what? That movie is just so good anyway. It's like a feel-good movie, like the music, yeah, the mess, even the times of high-risk terror. Like how Makuve's laughing that he's gonna have these nukes launched and destroy all these major cities. Like that's so terror terrifying. But it's like that subplot that is taken over by kind of the positivity of Amaro meeting Doan in the the orphans and like kind of that struggle of we are from these different sides and ideologies, but we can get along. I don't know the music too. Like and it's like. Where Yoshiyuki is like 
no, not Yoshi, Yasuhiko. I'm really bad at Japanese, but the artist of yeah, oh um, Yasuhiko, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can tell there's these lingering shots where he's purposely just wanting to draw what he would ultimately want to draw, like yeah, when the Gundam is just overlooking the ocean when it appears on the mountain and then the light uh, house light goes on it as the music it's like ultimate gundam for me it really is like you said it's it's a well crafted film and yeah. i think that it's one of their it's one of their biggest regrets as the director and the animation director is that such a great story was lost in the original series due to the poor animation right. it's like you know it's such a shame to throw that away when you know what it could have been because because they wrote that story because they wrote the character of Kukuru's Doan that um you know is such a tr tragic figure you know yeah i mean uh, lucasfilm should do that with the star wars holiday special come back with the real good version no I'm right. <laughs> no but so when it, did you listen did you watch the english dub yet i i haven't yet no okay so here's a couple things. One is very interesting. If you watch it, Amaro doesn't have many speaking lines, and I think it's because they're using the original Japanese voice actor, and so I think they set it up to where he's not talking as much. I, I don't know if anyone else has noticed that, but I think it's it's interesting. And so then when we get to this version, now I'm not – 0079 is so ingrained in my mind that I can't recall what Amaro sounds like in origin. But I, I think it's the same voice actor as Cuckoo's Doan's Island, and it's just not the same. Even yeah. Kai Shiden. Nowhere near the same of that, like, Kai, where he talks like this. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get you. You know, that. <laughs> there's none yeah. of that. And, it, that. and even Bright. It's almost like it was taken down a notch. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it didn't bother me enough to where, like, I'm disappointed by it because actually the acting is good. Even the the actor for Doan, the English voice is to me it's way too deep, but it it just made him stand out. And it might take multiple listens. Like for um for Saleta Miorine, I had something else in my mind. So when they were talking, I was like, "What?" But then over time, I was like, "Oh, you know what? They got it to work." Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I mean it's it's always tough. Um, you know, I, I know that a lot of people like to uh, like to drag the the Zeta Gundam English dub, um, and I think that a lot of that has to do more with the fact that it just wasn't the actors from 0079. Yeah, and so you know, it's like when, especially when you have recurring characters like that, mm -hmm. it, it can be kind of jarring to see them represented differently, but. You know, it's um, we, we we recast actors in movies all the time, and yeah. sometimes sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. I think we can all um, we we all have our different preferred Batman, right? Yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, so that yeah, that really goes. And it's almost like this canon debate we had. Like it's different, you know, the the voice acting, the English, but it's still good and it's still enjoyable and it's still like a top tier movie that I'm so surprised. They didn't promote this English dub at all. I know. Like, I, f I feel like something like this would do well on streaming services. Like, if this was on Netflix, th th here's the only thing, the name, Cuckoo's Doan's Island. Like, for American audience, it's like, what the? Is they could call it Orphan Island. 
And people yeah, like, oh, look. Just, just abbreviate it to Doan's Island. Like the, yeah, or that. Even though that's a weird word to say. Because I want to say yeah. Doan. But it's Do Doan. Or no, it's Doan. So, Doan. so it's like, no. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of a silly name. But but yeah, to us. Not, right. not And in Japan, right? Aren't they purposely making the name silly? Because they know no one will say anything. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> that. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so watch for Regina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, but anyway, so if and that's the other thing, like, I don't really expect even if you're an anime fan, I wouldn't expect everyone to be. Well, but oh, I guess I don't know. That's the thing. I'm subscribed to Crunchyroll and Funimation. So mm. does that mean I'm a weeb like 100%? <laughs> well, that was just weird. I, I never thought I would be subscribed to these animation services now I realize I have been for over a year um but no regrets <laughs> but here's here's the thing and I feel like these distributors of these properties should kind of notice this like if you want to get your anime seen or known you can't just like put it with other animes you yeah. gotta like put it out to the general audience that's why Netflix was a good idea for like Hathaway and right. the other Gundams but I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Well, and, and like I'm a big physical media guy, so like I would definitely oh, buy yeah. the dubbed, um, you know, Blu-ray or DVD. Um, and, and that's point. you know one of the reasons that I, I'm sure that the reason I keep getting copy struck on dissecting Gundam is because I'm showing Blu-ray scenes, right? <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's these, that's these a good aren't point. some like low quality ah. like 380p. Um, yeah, the the scene that I put up that got cut was from the blu-ray i wonder if there's like some codec thing they can see maybe. within the pixels i don't it seems <laughs> impossible <laughs> but um but anyway um yeah anyway the point of that was it's like i wish i wish and i hope everyone gets a chance to watch cuckoo's doan's island but i can't expect everyone to be subscribing to country crunchy roll you know so it's yeah uh, i wish there's another way that it was easy for people to see it um but yeah, so yeah, even if they were to put it up on the uh, Gundam Info YouTube channel, like they did with the, um, they sub. I think they've done it with like the Trailblazers Double O, uh, yeah. uh, Endless Waltz, um, yeah, they do those movies every once in a while. They should. Okay, well, everyone, that does it. Great show. There's still more I was going to cover, but that will just be next the next episode so that's great there's always more gundam to cover let's yeah there's always more gundam to cover but i love talking about the zeta and double zeta because they're like favorites of mine in gundam and it was kind of a cool little deep dive if anyone else um has anything about the zeta or double zeta please post in the discord i see shirt lad talked about promoting his friday stream uh yeah sure let post that in the discord if anyone's interested check that out in the discord um, yeah. And then Robert keeps asking me to um, talk about his new story. I haven't read it yet. I am sorry, Robert. But he posts his stuff in the Discord. So check that out. Um, awesome. Oh, <laughs> Jam Kellex, the Vig Nagina. Such an unfortunate name. Yeah, that's another weird yeah. one. Um, oh, WebFox. NT was on YouTube for a few days. That's right. Okay, I'm going to keep talking if I keep staying here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, yeah. thanks for watching. Uh, yeah, check out the link for Steven's stuff. Hey, cheers. In the description. Appreciate it. Yep. All right. See you guys later. <laughs> later.